0: welcome to delisted the podcasts final episode of
1: the year in our top 10 stories of 2021.
0: 20, uh, I'm Michael K.
1: and I'm Allison and Michael, I'm sure that you would have um played the song the final countdown just now if we could afford the rights to it
0: I'm gay so no
1: well and, I would not and I'm not even sure what movie that's from. I just know that it's like a song.
0: So this is our end of the year recap, and this year we decided not to list any very tragic, very sad stories or stories about physical abuse because it felt weird to us rank- ranking them. So mm-hmm. we didn't include um, the Rust tragedy. We didn't include the Astro World tragedy, which are obviously big stories, but we didn't include them. We didn't include Josh Duger. No, so that that's probably a good thing. Nobody needs to hear his name, even though I just brought it up.
1: I know. You know. We should <laughs> we should go in and like when it's like an expletive on Jerry Springer, like beep. You'll still know, and your ears will still be upset about it. So it's dumb,
0: well. I not should it. just cut the whole thing and then cut my tongue for even saying that name. But Allison, <laughs> yes, my Are there any stories that did not make our list? That you wish did, or did we cover it all?
1: I think we covered a lot. I was about to say that I wish that we covered leah Michelle, except that was 2020. Yeah, we already did that. We did. Yeah.
0: So your we wish did. kind of <laughs> was granted, you just forgot. <laughs> exactly. You just but, completely
1: But forgot. the years kind of mixed into each other for me. And I it was very I think we've I think we've got all the stories. Is there a story that sticks out to you that we're not gonna cover it, but that you think we should
0: mention. Well, there's one that I wanted to cover, didn't make the cut, which was Demi Lovato freaking out about sugar free cookies yeah. at a froyo place. <laughs> it's not Demi's year, so Demi will have to step it up. Please don't, Demi, to make it to next year's list. Just but putting Demi to make the cut.
1: Putting that energy out into the universe, Michael. It's gonna be the first yeah. story January first when we come back. Demi Lovato's done something. So, Allison, do you want to start us off with number 10? I will. The big one zero, if you will, which is what number 10 is often referred to as. So a big story for us and a big story for everyone was the Jeopardy hosting mess. So this was like a story that happened in August. um, And I had to go back and look that up because I knew that the Jeopardy hosting situation happened recently. But, you know, when like things start to blur together... When like 2020, 21 start to blur together. But yeah, yeah it's only a couple months like, old. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, because you think like, well, was it last year? Was it 2019? It's all a blur. The pandemic has created like it's just one big blur. We don't know. It- this could have happened in 2018 for all we know. We don't know. But we're going to go with that. It happened this year.
1: Yeah, it needs verification. Please don't verify it on us. So um, Michael, as you probably remember, I was going to say as you remember, as everyone remembers. Alex Trebek died in 2020. And so that meant that they needed a host for Jeopardy. Because obviously they're not going to end Jeopardy with Alex Trebek. It's a very um, lucrative program for, I want to say, Sony Pictures Television. King's World needs verification. That sounds good. That sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> so they like, we know, like they brought in a whole bunch of different guest hosts. Um, Michael, who is your favorite guest host? Looking back on this with clear eyes. Uh,
0: it's all a blur. I actually... Um, I w- oh, it's a blur. I don't even know. I couldn't
1: even tell you. I will say it was not Aaron Rodgers. All right. For me, it was Dr. Oz, based on the pure chaos of it. <laughs> like, he wasn't a good host, but it was a huge, it was a huge mess. And so, I mean, that's something. But he didn't get picked. And so the person who got picked to be Alex Trebek's successor was Mike Richards. Crickets, because nobody knew who Mike Richards was. He was an executive producer on the show. Yeah. And I may have even forgot
0: that he existed. Yeah. Even though we were covering this story every day, I still did not, I still did, no, covering it right now, yeah. <laughs> Mike Richards did not enter my mind.
1: My umbiolic did, yeah. Mike
0: Richards did not. Ken so, Jennings's
1: yeah. face might have popped up somewhere in like the recesses of your mind. But yeah, Mike Richards was a huge name and I totally forgot about it. I had to actually look up his name when I was like doing research for the story. Um, I wanted to call him Ken Richards, but that's not right. That would work. Same things. Ken Richards and Mike Jennings. Yeah. His name is like, Sir, you're fired. Because this is what happened. He got picked for the job. And then they, so they were going to give the um, head hosting job to Mike Richards, who'd worked on The Prices Right and then moved on to Jeopardy. And then they were going to give all the like college championships and all the kind of special things to Mayim Bialik. And I remember it was kind of a little bit of a. It was a little bit murky after they announced that because all the anti-vaxxer stuff started popping back up on the internet with Maya Bialik. And she had to say, like, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. Like, yes, I kind of wrote about something like that a long time ago. And I thought, oh, wow, this is a... This announcement hasn't gone off without a hitch. But no, it got way worse than the anti-vaxxer stuff. That was nothing compared to what actually happened, which was that old podcast episodes um, that Mike Richards recorded came back that people were listening to and he was saying some really derogatory stuff about women and um homeless people it was all over the place and also then people were bringing up like okay well he also had discrimination lawsuits when he worked at Prices Right so it wasn't good
0: yeah so his past bit him punched
1: him slapped him in the ass yeah tripped him down that the stairs <laughs> and so he like apologized right and then the apology didn't really... That didn't stick. So he stepped down. And then after he stepped down, they agreed they were going to keep him on as an executive producer. And then he was also let go as an executive producer. And then Mayim Bialik is the host. And so is Ken Jennings for the rest of the year. I don't know what they're going to do going forward. Like, who's going to take it well, I think promo.
0: Mayim is here to stay. And I think they were trying to make her the, the only host. But she has other jobs she got to do. So the scheduling didn't work out. Now, Ken Jennings is hosting till July of 2022, along with Maya. And I feel like they're just going to be the host.
1: I think so, too. Right? I don't think they're going to do anything weird about it. I think they're just going to keep going. Because no bad news has happened since they became the co-hosts. And that's probably all Jeopardy wants, is just a drama-free work environment where it's not a news story every day about a past lawsuit or an old podcast.
0: Yeah, or a huge mistake they made. Although it could have been worse. They could have went with Aaron Rodgers and that would have been a totally different kind of shit show.
1: Oh my God. And like looking back at the time, it seemed like Aaron Rodgers was a decent choice for it. But again, no, how that has revealed itself. <laughs> We're of course talking about the fact that Aaron Rodgers uh, outed himself as like an anti-vaxxer who believed in conspiracy theories
0: okay our number nine story of the year it's a recent one but um it's been in the making for a while so our number nine is the samantha less sex in the city called and just like that dot 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 because those dot dot dots mean something <laughs> so it debuted this past week did you watch any of it allison
1: uh, this is going to become my catchphrase i watch clips of it on twitter I haven't watched the actual <laughs> episodes yet,
0: but I watched you the- practically. Those. Yeah, you, yeah, you probably you probably just watched what you needed to watch. And here's, you really don't. Need ki- and to
1: here's watch the it. thing about Sex and the City, and and just like that dot dot dot, is the stories are not that complex that you can you are able to piece together a whole plot based on like three minute clips that you watch on Twitter. They should just submit that as their Emmy package, to be honest.
0: Uh, If they submit to the Emmys at all, they're delusional. But um, (laughs) But, so I watched both episodes, the both episodes that are out. Um, I won't we're not going to get into the Peloton drama, so we're not going to give a lot of spoilers here. But one of my biggest gripes was what they did to Miranda. Like Miranda is now like this very annoying, woke Karen. She they destroyed the fuck out of her. Maybe she'll get a redemption, but that I have a big problem. Of course, Samantha not being in it, which is very jarring, because when you watch it and things happen, you're like, "Oh, Samantha would have this fixed in a minute. Oh, this is what Samantha would do." But there's no Samantha, and the way that they explain her uh, not being there is that was it doesn't make sense. That was clumsy uh, based on who Samantha is. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. But. Um, yeah, and this was kind of in the making. For I mean, they've been talking about another Sex in the City for years. First, it was a third movie, which no, and... that's not a good idea for anyone. Yeah. Stay away from the movie. Stay away from the big screen. But they, um, there were pl- There was talk of a third movie, and then Samantha, you know, Kim Cattrall who played Samantha said, "I'm not going to do it. I've, I'm, I've played that character enough. I'm closing that chapter in my life." I'm not doing it. And Sarah Jessica Parker even said, like, we're not going to do a third movie. Yeah. And they did, which they didn't. They did another series. And, you know, there's a lot of reasons, I think, why Kim Cattrall didn't do it. And we heard them all. Yeah. Which is, you know, she had moved on. She doesn't get along with any of them, specifically Sarah Jessica Parker. She doesn't really get along with her very well. She said the girls and hers were not friends. And she was over it. So, but they went on without her. And recently, like people have been who have been watching just like that have been writing tweets like, you know, I love how Kim Cattrall is thriving right now because she's in, she has a couple of projects she's working on. One being How I Met Your Father. So like, I, kept, I love that she's thriving. and She started liking those tweets. So that's her response to it just like
1: that. Yeah, which is like a little bit, a little bit dramatic. Like, it's it's adding I ju- It's I mean, it's true. I mean, it's true. That's the thing. Because... It's, I'm not saying she's being dramatic. Like, she's like, you know what I mean? Like, not in a negative way. I mean, it's just like, she's verifying what she has already told us. She told us who she was, which is somebody who did not want to have anything to do with sex in the city anymore. And it was a good idea because the characters are more annoying than ever. I
0: can only imagine what they would do to Samantha. So... It means she's missed, she's missed, but at the same time, I'm like, okay, that was probably a good decision (laughs) to not do this.
1: It's like, if you have to, like, imagine Samantha in this situation, it's Samantha not answering all of their phone calls and being suspiciously busy every time they ask her to go out for lunch.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if they have her phone number,
1: (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) She changed her number. (laughs) Unlisted, not in the phone book anymore. So moving on to our number eight story of the year. And Michael, this story has, is very close to my heart. Or should I say my crotch? Because it was very close to everyone's crotch. So Nicki Minaj this year let us all know about her cousin's friend in Trinidad, who tragically got a case of extremely swollen testicles, allegedly from the COVID vaccine. So, uh, Michael, I mean, where were you? Where were you when you when you heard about Nicki Minaj's cousin's friend in Trinidad?
0: I was probably in front of the computer because I'm always in front of the computer. So, you, so that's probably a safe guess. Yeah, so that
1: was breaking news for you. You got it right away. It wasn't. It wasn't uh, through secondhand sources. So this all kind of came out because um, the story's from September, which was kind of um, I want to say like sort of awards show, sort of event season. It's not like awards season in the way that like. Golden Globes, Oscars, SAG Awards all kind of happen in, like, January, February. This is, like, September. So it was the MTV VMAs, and then the Met Gala was right after it. So Nicki Minaj, she pulled out of the MTV VMAs. She's like, I'm not going, and which was a little bit suspicious. And she's like, I'll let you guys know why I'm not going. Whatever. And then the Met Gala happened, and she announced, like, the day of or whatever, saying, I'm not going to the Met Gala. Just letting you know, I won't be there. And it was because... um. Like the MTV VMAs and the Met Gala, kind of the first sort of um, events, big events back where, you know, they weren't doing them virtually. They were doing them in person, but you had to be vaccinated. Yeah, you had to show proof of vaccination. Super, super simple. Well, Nicki Minaj didn't get vaccinated and she explained this on Twitter. I want to read the whole quote because it's so every line of it is perfect. Every word has been laid perfectly into this tweet. So this is why she didn't want to, this is why she wasn't going to be going to the MTV VMAs and the Met Gala and why she wasn't getting vaccinated. She said, my cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent. His testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married. Now the girl called off the wedding. So just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied. Which obviously, after that happened, everybody started coming out being like, swollen testicles and erectile dysfunction are not symptoms of any COVID vaccine, Johnson Johnson, Moderna, AstraZeneca, any kind of black market one you get at the behind the mall. Like those are not symptoms. For yeah, Doctor Fauci checked her. Yeah, the Ministry of um, Health in, this Trinidad. Was in Trinidad.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Trinidad, they checked her. They were like, we investigated. We couldn't find any cases that people have fucked up balls because of the vaccine.
1: And of course, like when you hear of impotent or swollen testicles and uh, marriage getting called off, what do you think?
0: Oh, yeah. We talked about this before. He got chlamydia or some shit. Yeah. He got the there's something going. He didn't get coronavirus down there. He got like the clap.
1: Yeah. (laughs) He got the clap, not the jab. And
0: we never, like, discovered who this was.
1: No, that's the other thing, too, is this is such a, like, my sister's friend's cousin's boss's situation where you're like, I don't think this person's real, first of all. But, I mean, are they ever going to... No. Are they ever going to reveal themselves?
0: No. Maybe in the... When Netflix gets... When Netflix has already done a documentary on every single investigative story there is to do one, they'll get to the Nicki Minaj swollen ball story. <laughs> there will be a... a Several part docu series into that. Okay, our number seven story of the year. It was a pretty juicy one when it comes to gossip, except a lot of people had no idea who these people were.
1: A lot of question marks.
0: Yeah, I tried to talk about it with my mother, and she was like, "Huh? Like, uh, no, she didn't know any of them." But um, we're talking about John Mulaney and Olivia Munn. There was a lot of drama with that. Um, John Mulaney, he's a stand-up comedian. Mm -hmm. Olivia Munn is like an actress and a TV host and an influencer, I guess. And the poster girl for like, um, I'm one of the guys. Oh, yeah, she's definitely. I'm a guy's girl. She's very pick me. So in May, John's wife of six years, Anna Marie Tenler. By the way, you know Dan Levy married Anna Marie Tenler and John Mulaney?
1: Yeah, but I not the not the same Dan Levy from Schitt's Creek, though.
0: It's not? No,
1: it's Dan Levy, the stand-up comedian.
0: Okay, don't. You know what? We're going to cut that, and I'm just going to believe no, he... <laughs> it was the Schitt's Creek one. I'm just going to believe that my head and go with that. So she came out, and she said that she is heartbroken because her husband has asked her for a divorce, mm-hmm. and that they split three months before, in February, after he got out of rehab again. And in May, we found out that John Mulaney and his biggest fan, Olivia Munn, were together. Uh-huh. And I say biggest fan because she would like tweet about him. She would like his tweets. Yeah. She's a fan. Yeah,
1: she was like talking talking in interviews and stuff she was definitely like planting some seeds she was like johnny Appleseed, johnny mulaney seed if you will
0: yeah and john mulaney seed ended up in her and she got pregnant and the baby is due before the end of this year we got like which means that the baby could be here right now yeah for all we know Mm -hmm. like the baby is due if you do the math (laughs) john probably got with olivia when he was still married
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to be uh, Einstein. Was Einstein a math person? Sure. He knew math stuff. Yeah, you don't have to be Einstein to be able to do, like, the pluses and minuses of what possibly went on there.
0: You know, because, yeah. So John gave his own timeline of events and didn't add up. Mm -mm. And then Olivia, she said in an interview that she refuses to talk about the timeline. I wonder why. She's
1: like, I'm not good at math. I'm going to fuck this up.
0: Yeah, because she said people will speculate, so she refused to talk about it. And then there was a rumor that John and Olivia broke up after he cheated on her. Mm -hmm. But who knows if that happened? Who knows if, as far as we know, they're still together. But you know what? They're going to be together forever. Why? Because this this relationship, you know, got together in such a healthy way. Oh yeah. And love always wins. So it's true. Olivia Munn and John Mullaney will be together forever.
1: It's true. There's a there's a uh, stark absence of any toxicity here. Absolutely, it's the
0: healthiest of healthy relationships uh-huh. in every way.
1: On to our next story, which is the what we believe is our number six story of the year. Chrissy Teigen got canceled this year in a very spectacular way that ended with a lot of uh, places pulling her cookware sets. Which I mean, that is the hardest thing for a celebrity chef, air quotes, <laughs> to have to deal with. But I think we talked about it on um, we talked about it on the podcast how um, Courtney Stodden reminded everyone um, a couple of times, I believe, that Chrissy Teigen used to bully them on Twitter and social media, and Courtney Stodden claimed that Chrissy Teigen used to often DM them hateful stuff.
0: Yeah. Like tell Courtney to kill themselves. Yeah. Take a dirt nap. Yeah. So it wasn't just saying, Oh, Courtney, you're this, you're that. It was die. Courtney die. Like it went from zero to fucked up real fast. It was
1: very high school bullying. Like it brought, it definitely brought me back to the days of ICQ. Yeah. Being on a home computer. Yeah, it's like, oh, well, like really, oh, so um, enough people were talking about it and Twitter kind of was mentioning it all the time, just being like, oh, it's so weird that like Chrissy Teigen has literally never addressed the fact that she used to bully Courtney Stodden and like a whole bunch of other people. Because again, it wasn't like unsubstantiated rumors. The tweets were still there or there was like screen grabs of the tweets. Like the proof was... In the pudding. Yeah. yeah. in Yeah. So Chrissy finally addressed it and said, like, she acknowledged it and was like, yeah, I, you know, I was in a, um, I'm really sorry. And, um, you know, I'm lucky. She said, I'm lucky to be in the position of being held accountable, which I don't really know what that means. That feels like publicists speak to me. But still. Yeah, it's very public. Yeah, she's, but like, she said, like, I was, I'm mortified at who I used to be. And she apologized to her fans. Like, she was like, I'm so sorry for letting my fans down. Which was kind of like, I mean, it's nice you want to apologize. But like, that's not really who the apology should be for. Should probably be for Courtney Stodden. Which, according to Courtney Stodden, this is like the other part of the story. Courtney Stodden has claimed that they've never really gotten... Um, a private apology from Chrissy Teigen mm-hmm. that it kind of has been sort of just like on the surface or like kind of for show, like on tw- uh, mm-hmm. Twitter and stuff.
0: Um, yeah, Courtney wasn't buying it, Courtney. Yeah,
1: but like I said, Chrissy, like along with that issue, Chrissy lost um, like her cookware line was dropped from Macy's, Target, Bloomingdale's. I mean, I'm sure if it was sold at J C Penney, it would be dropped at J C Penney. I don't know if it's sold at Kohl's, but it's probably not sold at Kohl's anymore.
0: No, I think it's probably just on our website. And at the time, she was like, well, the, our, the deals were kind of up anyways. You know, the deals yeah. were up. <laughs> I just want to sell on my website. And you're like, girl, you're th- wh- that, don't try to spin it. Like, we, we yeah. know what happened.
1: <laughs> the deals are up. Like, are you kidding me? If I had stuff sold at Target, I would never, ever, ever give up that deal. Hell no. I'd be selling that stuff at Target long after I'm dead. I would have my estate, like I'd have a thing written in my estate being like, always sell this stuff at Target, never lose that
0: deal. Even if they cut the deal with me, I'd still show up to the front of Target selling my things to the customers coming out.
1: Oh, yeah, an open station wagon with the trunk open with like a, just a little sticker that says $49.99 or best offer. Cause really, <laughs> you're, on, you're in the parking lot of Target. But also, Michael, do you remember how Chrissy Teigen had... A line of cleaning supplies with Chris Jenner called Safely.
0: Yeah, that I don't think even I don't think happened. it
1: exists anymore. Really? No. So like after this happened, I remember they launched Safely and then literally this is like a week later that this all went down. A blink later. Yeah. And so Chrissy walked uh, you know, PR Speak walked away from Safely. But I feel like Chris Jenner has probably walked away from Safely too. Like And if Pimp Mama Chris is looking at you like
0: you're damaged goods you're fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Jenner. You really ought to look in the mirror when Chris Jenner,
1: Lucifer's D- handmaiden, doesn't does not want to be
0: associated with you. Yeah, doesn't want
1: to make money with you. Oh my gosh. So, anyways, Michael, Chrissy Teigen obviously wasn't canceled for very long because she's kind of back. Yeah, it's
0: like normal. It's like yeah, she was not canceled. Like cancel, yeah. Nobody's really canceled.
1: No one's canceled. That's the thing. And Chrissy Teigen talked about being in the cancel club. That's a word she used. Like she was whining about having to be in the cancel club at home, doing nothing, not being able to be on social media and stuff like that. But it's like you're not actually canceled. You're not going anywhere. You're not late. you don't have to change your name and move to a different town. Y- you're fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> nothing has really changed.
1: No. You still got to release your cookbook. You might not be able to sell your cookware at Target, but your cookbook's still out. But you can sell in the parking lot.
0: Okay, now we're at number five, our number five story of the year. We're at the halfway point. Okay, go take your water breaks. Well, you should have actually already done that during the break music. So it's we too late g- We now. give
1: you enough time.
0: Yeah. All 10 seconds. That's enough time. So yeah. our number five story of the year is Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's interview with Oprah, which I thought like many of these stories happened in 2019, 2020. It happened in March. Yeah. Of this year. <laughs> Specifically March 7th, a Sunday. Yeah.
1: Like I was going to say not even that long ago, but March, March is long. March is a long time ago. <laughs> but still.
0: I thought it was last year. But um, yeah. it was in March. 50 million people have seen it worldwide so far. Um, but Meghan and Harry did the interview after leaving their jobs as royals and setting up house in Montecito, California, where Oprah lives as well. And Meghan was pregnant with their second child at the time a mm-hmm. girl they later named Lilibit. So what we learned during the interview, we learned a lot, but um, we learned that one of the members of the royal family wondered how dark Harry and Meghan's unborn children would be. We later mm-hmm. heard that it was possibly Prince Charles who said this at breakfast time with Cam- um, Camilla, Uh, In the interview, Megan claimed that she isn't the one who made Duchess Kate cry during a fitting for flower girl dresses. She said it was the other way around. Kate made her cry. Thank you very much. And Kate later apologized to her for that and sent her flowers.
1: Yeah, because that was like a story that kept going around over and over again was, oh, Megan is so demanding and awful. And she made poor Kate Middleton cry at this fitting. And that's like a story that kept getting rehashed as, I don't know, I guess like evidence of Megan being, I don't know, the devil or something. Well, Um, that was Megan
0: said in the interview, like that was one of the things that everybody knew the truth. Everybody knew it was Kate who made her cry and nobody would let megan like clear the air or they wouldn't even release a statement to clear the air because their whole thing is we don't comment on tabloid stories and that megan didn't like that because she felt like i'm being i'm labeled as a fucking bitch when that's not the case
1: yes because exactly like what oprah says were you silenced or were you silenced and megan was like i was silenced because nobody would say anything So they they Megan talked about she tried to make it work and she went
0: into the marriage thinking she was going to be a lifetime royal and she was going to do this. But like you said, she was silenced. She wasn't able to speak up for herself. Um, She didn't like being controlled. And um, they also didn't like that Archie wasn't going to be a prince. And because he wasn't going to be a prince, he wasn't going to get the security that goes along with that title. Like, um, We also learned that things between Harry and his brother William are not great. And that Harry and Meghan said they got cut off by Prince Charles financially. But Harry and Meghan did say that um, they have a close relationship with the Queen. So they didn't talk shit about the Queen.
1: No, they're, they're pretty kind to her. And I would say that in general, like, even though I didn't think they were going to tell as much as they ended up telling, to me, it kind of felt like stuff I already knew was coming. When they said it, it was just interesting to hear them actually say it. Like, I, if I had to guess, like, being a senior royal, is that a super shitty job? Yeah, it's probably the worst. But then actually hearing them say yeah, it's a terrible job. It's so shitty. It's actually the worst job. The worst, Allison. Being a royal worst. is the worst job. Do you... Hand, Hands down, there's no other job that's worse than that. You could be like uh, inseminating cows every single day of your life and it's terrible work, but it is not as bad as being a senior royal. No, not <laughs> Nowhere as bad close. As, like,
0: getting dressed up in a $5,000 designer suit to shake hands with a diplomat. You're absolutely yeah. right. That's but, a
1: nightmare. That's a nightmare. Michael, are you kidding me? That's but you're horrible. right. Like they
0: <laughs> like they confirm like a lot of the tabloid stories. Because a lot mm-hmm. of the stories were like, oh, the you know, that's just tabloid shit. But they confirmed it. And like you said, I didn't think they were gonna spill. I thought this interview was gonna be a snooze fest.
1: Yeah, and I thought they were gonna be really diplomatic about stuff. Like Oprah would be like, What oh, was it hard to be was the pub was the scrutiny hard and then them being like Yes, it's a bit difficult. Like, that's what I was... I thought that's kind of what would be... Yeah. like ...expected.
0: Yeah, but they spilled.
1: They spilled. And the
0: real winner of the interview was Peter Brady.
1: Yes, Peter
0: Brady. He deserved a win. He deserved... Yeah. So, Peter Brady, Christopher Knight, he... Uh, after he played Peter Brady on the Brady Bunch... Yeah and um was married to Adrian from America's Next Top Model they're not yes. married anymore after that he became a furniture designer and he makes furniture so the um the like this outdoor set yeah. that they were on like Harry Meghan and April, Oprah were on was from Christopher Knights outdoor home collection it's sold out <laughs> i mean of to course. be fair it was it was a beautiful looking outdoor collection it was basic but you can st- if you think it's beautiful, you can still get it on Amazon. Two chairs for six hundred dollars. So okay, if you let's... want to sit on the chair, well, the style of the <laughs> chair that Harry probably farted yeah. on while talking to Oprah, someone definitely far- well, no, Megan was pregnant, so she farted on. She definitely on, did on one of those chairs. He, yeah, you yeah. you you can you yeah you can get one.
1: On well, Michael's. Side. $600 is far too rich for my blood. Uh, if you can check on Amazon to see if those they have those white plastic stacking chairs, that's more my style. Um, you know, the ones that are usually $5 at Walmart. Oh, yeah. Same so, thing. Just okay. yeah, get the look for less version. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the look for less. Oh, boy. All right. So story number four. Very sad. There was a, uh, a marriage... Um, a marriage that turned into a divorce. I didn't realize, I couldn't think if there was like a word for that. (laughs) A marriage that magically turns into a divorce. (laughs) But it was Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. They finally announced that they were splitting up in 2021. And I feel like we spent a lot of 2020 uh, hearing about how they were gonna split up and how they were gonna get divorced. And nothing happened. Like they would always just kind of keep like, Brushing it off, and like Kim would show up to stuff, or like she would be Instagramming pictures of them or whatever, and you know, and also too, there are so many stories that get you know leaked, possibly by certain members of the Kardashians, Kris Jenner. So that's like another thing where it's like, okay, well maybe the divorce rumors are just you know them just trying to stay in the news or whatever, but. No, they like really legitimately didn't want to be together anymore um and so in February so this kind of feels like it started in January this is an early year story early in January we started seeing things like Kim and Kanye wearing couples counseling but they're not going to couples counseling anymore they've already filled out divorce paperwork Kim isn't wearing her wedding rings anymore um Kim is showing up in pictures with like a bare, bare wedding ring finger. Um, And then sources saying like, look, they're definitely gonna be filing for a divorce like this weekend, watch out for it. And then towards the end of February, Kim actually filed for divorce and that was it. They were married for six years and they didn't want to stay married to each other anymore.
0: Well, I think Kim didn't want to be married to his ass anymore because now he's trying to get her back.
1: Yeah, it's been a constant thing of, Kanye, like, showing up to events and being like, my family needs to stay together. Kim needs to be my wife. My kids want both their parents together. And that's not the story we're getting from Kim. Like, Kim just filed to be considered legally single. And you don't really do that unless <laughs> unless you're done. Unless you're like, no, okay. Yeah. And there's stories Sorry. like she doesn't even want to go to counseling. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. So far
0: done. Because honestly... Kanye became bad for her brand. And when he became bad for her brand, it was over for him. It was curtains with there's, a K.
1: The, <laughs> there's no there's no coming back with a K. <laughs> um, well, yeah, because Kanye ran for president in 2020. And that was a huge mess. That was like he could have just campaigned on. Well, he didn't really have anything to campaign on because he's not a politician and he's never had a job in politics. But he was campaigning on stuff like spilling secrets about their marriage and saying saying that they Kim wanted to get an
0: abortion
1: when she was pregnant with North like, yeah, stuff where it's like, I don't even think you should be you shouldn't be dropping that like at a dinner party when you're drunk, like, especially not on a presidential campaign. So yeah, like what you said, once he became bad for her brand, she was like, I have to I can't be Kim Kardashian West anymore. I have to just be Kim Kardashian again. And also, too, remember when Kanye wanted to move full time to Wyoming and Kim at the time was like, oh, I'd love to live in Wyoming full time. Oh, that's my dream is to move my family out here and just live this simple life in Wyoming. That's well, when I knew it was over. Well,
0: no, to me, it's like if he kept his mouth shut, didn't run for president, didn't say anything fucked up, wasn't praising Trump and just moved to Wyoming and live there, they would probably be together forever because then she wouldn't have to see him.
1: Yeah, and she wouldn't have to worry about her name showing up on, like, Google alerts being like, okay, well, here's what Kanye West said about Kris Jenner. And she's like, oh, no.
0: Okay, we're at number three. We're in the homo stretch. We're in the top three. So our number three story of the year is a story that I almost suggested for number one. And I almost did this because I got the most emails and DMs and we got the most emails and DMs about This story when it first broke so Hilaria Baldwin's accent scandal which again it happened this year I thought yeah. it happened last year it started yeah. It, I mean it started years ago but it really got the ball really got rolling like to- towards the very end of 2020 and then it picked up in January
1: yeah that was that. I would say that was the impetus of it was the new year we like the ball dropped we're like happy new year and then it was like Alert, 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 here's what you need to know about Hilaria Baldwin's accent.
0: And I like I feel like people were honestly waiting for this because yeah. they were waiting uh-huh. to pounce on her ass because Hilaria is how do you say fucking annoying? So yeah, they were extremely like annoying. Waiting yeah. Waiting to bounce on her ass. And this was like Christmas. It would did Christmas didn't even come early because this hap- this started happening in December. So Christmas
1: was extra special yeah this is a post holidays fire sale oh this was like charlie bucket with the golden ticket people were so excited about this and yeah you understand why because yeah like you said hilaria baldwin is extremely annoying but it was
0: brewing for a while because uh there's been talk on the internet about how hilaria whose real name is hillary um whose born name is hillary acted like she was from spain and she's Uh uh-huh From Boston and not Spanish at all. So this started at the very end of 2020 when Twitter user Lenny Briscoe wrote the words that started it all. Um, They wrote, you have to admire Hilaria Baldwin's commitment to her decade-long grift where she impersonates a Spanish person.
1: And then there was a thread. And also, I would would even say too, that tweet was not even like... um there's like no uh oh what's the word when like defamation that was not even like defamatory it it definitely was just like this is a person who has been pretending to be spanish
0: well they it, call like, it a grift which a grift. i'm not I mean, a lawyer a gri-
1: so i don't know if that's a grift would impl- imply an illegal type activity of course so let's just overlook the word grift <laughs> <laughs> but go on. <laughs> and they, they kind of listed all
0: of the reasons why. And like mm-hmm. she like she claimed she spent um, her childhood in Spain. She was raised in Boston and Spain, and that dozens of her relatives from Spain were at her wedding to Alec Baldwin. Uh, it was pointed out that Hillary spoke in a weird Spanish accent often. Like, they brought up a mm-hmm. cooking segment she did where she grabbed a cucumber and said, how do you say it? Like, she didn't know how to say cucumber in English.
1: We have tomatoes, we have, how do you say, cucumber. Cucumbers. We have um. red pepper. I mean, how do you say is like, if you're in a high school drama class and your character is somebody where English is their second language, like, that's like the laziest go-to. Oh, you know what is, uh, speaking of how do you say, so in
0: House of Gucci, you know, they're all doing <laughs> Italian <laughs> accents. All, yeah. But Jeremy, I don't even know if Jeremy Irons does even bothers. It sounds English. It sounds British to me. Yeah, I don't but think he, he's doing an accent. <laughs> but he, he's talking and he does say, like, at one point, how do you say, and I'm like, why does he say that? Because he's speaking English. So do they want us to think that this English thing they're speaking is supposed to be Italian. Because why would you say how do you say? Yeah. Oh, that's a mindfuck. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> this is not about this is not about Jeremy Irons's how do you say. This is about Hilaria Baldwin's how do you say. How do you say? So <laughs> that went viral, and now she can never be seen with a cucumber. She's gonna. Oh, be, she, can't be, she, just, she can't be. She can't be a hundred feet within gazpacho now which sucks because a cucumber is a man. I mean a cucumber is nature's dildo and she can't be anywhere near it. Although she she doesn't give a fuck. She has no self-awareness so she probably yeah. doesn't give a fuck.
1: <laughs> so, hey, Michael, I'm sure Michael if you put her back on a cooking segment in 2022 and gave her a cucumber, I'd be willing to bet she'd hold it and would be like, "How do you say this Yeah, word? she
0: wouldn't know. She wouldn't know how to say that in English. No. So people also pointed out her agency's website claims she was born in Mallorca when she was not. Um again her and People pointed out her name. Her born name is Hillary. Um, she has was misidentified as a Spanish woman in the press several times. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious that Hilaria was not about to correct anyone and wanted to be seen as a Spanish woman. And Of course, yeah. this was another story that I thought was going to blow over because I was like, she's never going to respond to this, which I was stupid because Hilaria <laughs> not wanting to get more attention...
1: I know, Michael, Are you? did you just
0: learn about Hilaria? I know, I'm a sweet summer child. I was born yesterday because I'm like, how <laughs> did I not know that she was going to talk about this at length? Yep. So she gave some answer about how she's bilingual and her accent comes and goes due to stress or whatever, and that she spent time in Spain as a child and considers herself multi and culturally fluid. Uh, but she did say she's a white girl.
1: Yeah, it's it was kind of like it, it was a lot of words to be like the rumors are true, but they're also not completely true, but also I'm kind of saying the rumors are a lie as well.
0: It w- it was amb- ambiguous, it's ambiguous. Actually it wasn't. She was kind of like didn't see anything wrong with it. And the fallout wasn't that big at all. Like she lost two endorsement deals. But she still has her biggest sponsor, which is Alec Baldwin. And that's yeah. kind of the only sponsorship partnership that matters.
1: As long as she has that, she's still, uh, you know, she's... I I was going to say she's not a cucumber and a gazpacho. That's not a phrase. That works. We'll,
0: we'll go, <laughs> you made it a phrase, so we'll go with that. Yeah. So yeah, she's fine. Um, they, Alec and Hilaria... They welcomed their sixth child this year who was born via surrogate. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, like Alec was involved in the accidental shooting on Rust where he accidentally shot and killed cinematographer um, Helena Hutchins. Even after that, Hilaria has still been talking.
1: Yeah, she doesn't have to. But she has been. She,
0: and she probably shouldn't. But yeah, she's still so she's gonna be talking all through next year.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's her brand to talk. If she stopped talking, I think that's when we would all have we'd be like, oh my gosh, she's having an identity crisis—a real, actual identity crisis. No, we'd all be saying hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> How do you say hallelujah in Spanish?
0: <laughs> cucumber, cucumber.
1: Okay, so our number two story is. A really special story because it's a story all about love. Actually, it starts out as a story about pe- two people breaking up, but it, it evolves into a story about true love, or at least the truest definition of love that you can milk from this. So, this is all about, uh, I like to call it Banana and Benefer. So, in January 21, 2021, so one of the biggest kind of things from 2020 was when Ben Affleck started dating. Anna Darmas, um an actress. And they have spent a lot of time uh like that was kind of in the beginning of the pandemic. So they were doing a lot of like self-imposed like publicity for themselves. Like they were going on walks all the time, and it was incredible. And they seemed to really be into each other, and like they would be on Instagram together and stuff. And like she had met his kids, and it's like, oh, Ben is so in love, and he's like going to settle down, and like he's going to propose to Anna d'armas and like that didn't happen. They split up in January, right after the new year, um, and so that was sad. That was sad for people who really were rooting for Ben and Anna.
0: It was sad but, for the paparazzi industry, but
1: oh yeah, they were
0: working. Ben really gave hard. them
1: something better. He gave them, honestly, the gift that would continue for at least... It's like the gift of a decade. Because literally, the last time he gave them this gift was uh, last decade, I guess. So in April, Jennifer Lopez broke up with A-Rod. Very sad. And I mean, it wasn't sad to me. I didn't really care. But I'm sure it was sad for A-Rod. Because a month later, Jennifer Lopez got with Ben Affleck and... This was something that, if you were like around in the early aughts, Ben Affleck and JLo were it. They were like the biggest couple. And they, only, they were only together for two years, too, which always shocks me when I remember because to me, it felt like they were together for 10 years. Yeah, 10 not years, nearly 10 enough. engagement rings. Yeah. <laughs> so they were together and then they like broke up in 2004. And obviously, they still love each other very much, and um, yeah, Ben and Jayla go back together. They like almost instantly went Instagram official for her 52nd birthday. They were not trying to hide it. They weren't trying to be coy about it or shy or protective of their privacy. Like they recreated the like Jenny from the Block ass rub on a boat. Mm -hmm. Oh my god, it was incredible. And so they're still together, and there's like a million stories about like oh, they're buying a house together and they're going to get engaged and they're going to get married on Christmas or whatever. And um, they're together a lot. They're like kids hang out and stuff like that. And also, so Ben Affleck was nominated for Golden Globe for this year for, um, it's a movie called The Tender Bar, which I always think of like Anna Marie Tendler. So the Anna Marie Tendler Bar. I think of
0: um, Tender Heart Bear. Sadly, it's not a tender heart Bear biopic.
1: Um, But the point here is Ben's probably going to get nominated for more awards. The Golden Globes aren't having a ceremony, which means that they're not going to have like a red carpet. But I mean, if he gets nominated for an Oscar, then maybe Bennifer will be on the Oscars red carpet again. And I don't know. I don't know where that will go. They can only go up. And by up, I mean, get engaged again.
0: I think they're definitely going to get engaged because her engagement ring the first time around was like this thing of itself, like this pop culture thing in itself. Yeah. So they're going to want to do that again. But I don't know if they're going to get married.
1: I could see them getting married, but only because I believe in love and I believe in Bennifer. And I want to see that happen. Even if it's a mistake. I don't even care. If they get divorced like six months later, like... That's fine. That's your journey. Like you walk your road. But I would love to see them. I'd love to see them get married. I, and I'd love to see your
0: uh, wishes come true. So I, I hope that happens. But I, I think they're going to break up. They're going to break up in 2022. And JLo's going to go off to Pete Davidson. Because I think she's like the only famous woman in the world who has not yet dated Pete Davidson. So then she'll do that. Or Ben, ben oh. should get with Pete
1: Davidson. They both like tattoos. Yeah, they can't limit themselves. Okay, here's what I think will happen. Pete Davidson will come between the two of them, right? And then they will have to make a decision. And they're going to be like, okay, we have to split up. So they both do their time with Pete Davidson, as one does. And then once they've sown their wild Pete Davidson oats, they come back to each other being like, it was you all along who I really wanted. And then they get married.
0: Yeah, they'll get married in a Netflix special called Third Times a Charm. Third, third time with Ben a charm. And finally, we've got to our number one story of the year. Mm-hmm. Drum roll. <laughs> it's Britney, bitch. Brittany freed. Yeah, this is like the, this is the biggest one. This is the biggest one. This was a no-brainer. Um. Like last year, our number one was the year of Dolly, because Dolly Parton mm-hmm. did a lot. Uh, She's an incredible person. And this year is the year of Britney. Because Brittany did a lot, too. Brittany got out of her 13-year conservatorship, so mm-hmm. sh- that is our number one story of the year. Um, on right. November 12th of this year... The judge ended Britney's conservatorship after 13 years, and that ruling came just a few months after Britney testified in court for the first time and said her conservatorship was abusive, it was controlling, she's not allowed to get married, she wasn't allowed to remove her IUD, she wasn't allowed to drive by herself, there were rumors that... Her father, who was her co-conservator, was bugging her bedroom. Um, yeah. Britney asked to pick her own attorney, which the court granted. And when she got to pick her own attorney, she successfully pushed her father, Daddy Spears, out as co- co-conservator because she accused him of being her puppet master, only caring about her money and making her work when she didn't want to. Britney yeah. also called, her, called out her mom for giving her dad the idea for the conservatorship in the first place. She called out her sister. She called out Christina Aguilera. She like,
1: she went, she yeah, called she out went all over it. Yeah. yeah. And, for, and it was like the for the first time we actually could hear what Brittany wanted to say because she'd been so controlled that anything she said was something that was either like pre-approved or pre-written or she was probably terrified to actually say anything, anything like real. So she just stuck to the script. And then we, we actually like get Brittany's personality back now.
0: Yeah, she went in on everybody. She let us know that she wants her family to pay. So, yeah. And Brittany is also, she's now engaged to Sam Samaskari. So mm-hmm. 2020 will probably be a big year for her. She'll probably get married. She says she wants another child, a daughter. So she may do that. And yeah. it, she may legally go
1: after her family. Yeah, which I kind of... I don't know how that will turn out, but I kind of hope she does. Because I feel like some people have some answering to yeah, do. Yeah, so that, that'll that be a probably a whole
0: thing in 2022. And I don't know if she'll make new music because she may want to take a break.
1: Yeah, and I mean, from what we've kind of learned from what she's said, it sounds like she really doesn't like touring that much. And she's kind of tired from performing. And... I think she just, like, just wants to be herself. I honestly think she just wants to take time to, like, drive a car or go shopping. She probably thinks, like, okay, so January to February, I want to learn how to ride a bicycle. And then February to March, I want to pick the place where I go and get my hair done and I get to pick it myself. Like, this is, like, the year of Britney doing Britney. And it's probably the year of a frat shortage
0: because now that she has control of her money and can drive herself is allowed to drive herself she's going to drive to starbucks every hour on the hour to frap up oh my gosh get them while you still can
1: if i were her and i had access to my money the first thing i'd be doing is i'd be calling up city planners in los angeles and saying okay i've got this much money i'm britney spears it's britney bitch um can i please who do i talk to about getting a tunnel dug that only i can use that Gets me to the nearest Starbucks, like an underground tunnel.
0: Yeah, or a hose that attaches from the nearest Starbucks to my water supply and just change my water supply to a frap supply.
1: Honestly, that one makes the most
0: sense uh, civically and financially. But then she won't get to dr- the joy of driving herself
1: to the Starbucks.
0: She, why
1: not both? Why not both? <laughs> it's true. And when they when they ask for her name on the cup, she wants to be able to say, well, it's Britney, bitch. So that is
0: our number one story. The year of Britney... Um, We did it, we made it through all 10. We did. It's a good year,
1: Michael. I mean, it was a year. It was a year, I'll I'll, I'll agree with you on that. It was was, a year. It was in the most technical sense a year. (laughs) It was 365 days a year.
0: So that ends our top 10 stories of the year. But before we go, last year, we did the 2020 roundup with Mika. And we all made predictions for 2021 for this year. And how did we do, Allison?
1: Okay, well, I think it's a ton of fun to revisit what we predicted last year, because there were some things, obviously, that didn't come true, which happens a lot of the time when we make predictions is we are wrong. Um, but there were a couple that were correct. So... Last year, Mika predicted, she had the following predictions, that Chet Hanks was going to be nominated for an Oscar. That was kind of a bit of a joke suggestion, but still, it didn't happen. She uh, predicted that John Travolta would officially leave Scientology, which, again, didn't happen. She predicted that Ben Affleck and Anna D'Armas would break up, which I believe they broke up by the time we recorded the follow-up podcast to that. So she was correct on that one. Yeah. Incredible. Um. I predicted that Ben Affleck and Anna Armas were going to get married, (laughs) which I am literally always wrong when I predict marriages. Yeah, I'm a stupid dum-dum when it comes to predicting marriages. So they didn't get married. They broke up. And we'll see what Ben Affleck and J-Lo were like. I predicted that Pete Davidson was going to get with Addison Ray, which didn't happen. I guess that... uh, Chloe and or Hallie were gonna get surprised married. Didn't happen. I predicted that Timothy Chalamet was gonna date someone twenty years older than him. Again, that didn't happen. But my last prediction, I'm gonna say, did kind of happen, just not in the like regular way that you would think it would happen. So, I predicted that a celebrity or a, like an actor or something, someone from Hollywood, was gonna get caught up in some type of tech deal that goes horribly wrong. And I guessed <laughs> my suggestion was that it was going to be Army Hammer investing in some kind of thing like Uber for shaving. And we were we were making a lot of jokes about like Army Hammer would come over and shave you and then you mentioned like okay well that's someone's fetish but what actually happened was here's why I shouldn't be a psychic but maybe I could be psychic adjacent is Army Hammer did get busted for DMing people and allegedly being um, abusive and his career. It, I mean, it just like fizzled. It, it like dried up. Like he lost a whole bunch of work and he went to rehab for a really long time. So I was technically right when I said that, like
0: Allison. No, you were not
1: <laughs> Allison.
0: If you're trying to but, get the Guinness World Record for reaching, it has been longest reach.
1: My hand is on Venus right now. I'm reaching so far. No, you
0: reached. But, you went all the way to Pluto, the lost <laughs> and planet, and
1: that's not you even planet. <laughs> but I did say that like there was going to be some bad PR for someone, and I guess the army hammer, and then there was some bad bad PR for army hammer so you're right that doesn't count but in my mind it counts <laughs> and then your predictions you also guessed that john travolta was either going to like come out as gay or officially leave scientology or that like more stories were going to come out about misconduct and stuff like that nothing happened john travolta laid really low
0: this year yeah Mika and i thought it would be the year of john travolta's all this but no that didn't happen
1: didn't happen. Um, you also guessed that Dolly would do a daytime talk show and take down Ellen. She still has yet to do that. So maybe she has a talk show in the works. Maybe the year... Like 2020.
0: You know, there's 2020. still a couple more weeks left. So who knows? She could
1: announce it. Yeah, yeah. she could announce it. You're right. So that one, <laughs> that one I'm going to mark you down is you got that one. <laughs> and then this is my... Honestly, this is my favorite prediction. You guessed that Brad Pitt was going to get back together with Angelina Jolie in 2021.
0: i couldn't be further fucking it's
1: only gotten worse with them (laughs) so that was that was an incredible one because true truly when you pitched that one last year i was like you know what i think he's right (laughs) and no allison there's still two more weeks (laughs) there's still a couple more (laughs) weeks left the holidays
0: they can rekindle their laughter yeah, not. the they might.
1: They might find themselves standing under the mistletoe together. And you know the mistletoe is magic. It makes people who hate each other not
0: hate each other. I don't know other. if it's that magic. So yeah. So Miss Cleo's reputation as the premier psychic of our time stands. None of us took her Untouched. mm So we'll be back the first week of January with our first episode of the year. Uh, Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to all who listened to us, even for a second, listened to this podcast, and to all of you who sent us emails and DMs and uh, wrote reviews, and thanks to those who read the website, too. So thank you from the bottom of our messy
1: hearts. Yes, so much gratitude. We really love it.
0: And ho, ho, ho to all the hoes. Yeah.
1: And we'll be back in January when our first story will be that Brad Pitt has gotten back together with Angelina Jolie. So join us then. (laughs) Bye. Bye.